0: Welcome to the jungle. Where's Tommy? Oh, there he is. What's up, dude? Vamp's not having it. He walked right in. All right, welcome to the program. A tremendous Tuesday to you. Welcome to the party, Vamp. The EP grinding. Getting it in. All right, so we got a live show for you today. Let's get to it. Let me start you off with a telephone number. I do that every single day, but for good reason. I want to get you in here. I've got two interviews today, and they are back-to-back starting at 940. So, start dialing right now. one 636 8686 What this is, is the week before the week. Arguably the most important single day In the annual jungle calendar is the smack-off, especially this year, smack-off number 30. But the most important week is Super Bowl week. That is next week in Vegas. So this is the week leading up to the week. We have a lot to get done. What's that mean to you? Call now. Next week, you may have opportunities, but not nearly as much. Call right now, 1800 636 8686 If you want to hit me up on the X, go ahead and do so, at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E at Habitatate.com. So in terms of the interviews coming up at 940, I've got the managing director of USA Basketball Men's National Team. That would be Grant Hill. Coming up at the top of the hour. Juwan Taylor, an offensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. Third hour is wide open. Lots of time to get through. Now, we're coming off a weekend where yesterday we hammered a lot of telephone calls. Maybe you couldn't get through. Maybe you've had an extra sleep or 24 hours to process what happened. If you want to call up today, go ahead and do so. It might make more sense to do so today than yesterday. Maybe you couldn't get through yesterday, but you can today. Phone lines are wide open nationwide. 1 800 636 8686. All right, so let me go back to the weekend. You know, we have two full weeks to get ready for the Super Bowl. Great matchup, by the way. Two full weeks, so let me continue to talk about what happened. Always forward, never back, but I think that there's still some things that are coming out of that weekend that we can address. Let me start with you, Frisco fan. Yo, Frisco fan. Are you all excited for your big roadie to Vegas? Are you dudes and dudettes all mapping it out right now? Are you getting your hippie vans all packed up with your lettuce and your patchouli to make that long nine-hour journey to the desert to finally see your Frisco Niners lift another Lombardi for the first time in 29 years, Faithful? You should be excited, Faithful. Why are you coming at me all the time, Frisco faithful? Like Frisco fan cracks me up because I know Frisco fans getting all pissed off and bent in me right now for my Frisco fan impression, just like they did yesterday. i got to say for being supposedly so chill, Frisco fan gets awfully butthurt and belligerent. I mean, especially how incredible your football team is, especially how incredible your football organization is, and especially considering how much I keep praising the hell out of your football team. Regardless of whether or not you find Frisco fan, quote, insufferable, not my word, but that was Amber in Portland yesterday, Frisco fan aside, Frisco team is the opposite of insufferable. Frisco team is pretty awesome. And I am a big, big fan of Frisco player on Frisco team. As an example, I want to let the record reflect very clearly. I personally think, I personally believe that I've jungle Tourette's. I personally believe that you have some- Incredible. I personally think that Brock Purdy is the man. The dude's an amazing story and not just the Mr. Irrelevant part. Way too many people are glossing over the entire UCL surgery comeback that he just pulled off, which is arguably even more impressive than making it as Mr. Irrelevant. This is why I've got no interest in inventing reasons to hate on big clock Brock, even if so many other people love doing just that. I mean, it's a really tough week for those people, right? Nick Bosa said it best to Josina Anderson after the game Sunday when he said this.
1: I don't pay attention to the media much, but whoever's talking about Brock Purdy, what what do you have now? Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) listen, and what message do you feel like Brock Purdy sent with this type of game? He's the best game manager in the league.
0: Quote, whoever is talking bleep about Brock, what do you have now? It's a great question because they've got nothing. And then notice how, quote, he's the best game manager in the league. That's not a dig, at least not a dig at his quarterback. This is what I do not understand. I don't understand why so many people want to use game manager as a pejorative when it's pretty much the most important thing about playing that position, right? Nobody would ever say that Lamar Jackson is the best game manager in the league. And that was the whole problem with Lamar Jackson. Nobody would say that Brock Purdy is more talented than Lamar. Nobody would ever say that Brock Purdy has better physical traits than Lamar. Same thing for Josh Allen. I mean, obviously, these guys are superior athletes. But Brock is the one still standing. And don't come at me with that's because of his supporting cast. Of course, he doesn't have the natural ability of some of the other top-of-the-draft quarterbacks. But that's what makes it so interesting. That's what makes it so fun to watch. That's what makes it so impressive. Now, you know who else I always think is fun to watch and listen to? That would be one George Kittle. I freaking love this dude. How can you not? The dude's attitude is always at an A+. Always and yes, even during that nightmare first half on Sunday, which we now know thanks to NFL Films, check out what my dude Kittle was saying on the Frisco sidelines during the first half. This is actual audio. This is real audio. And this is actually awesome. I can't wait. At the end of the game, I'm going to say, hey, they had us in the first half. Not going to lie. I can't wait till after the game and I get to say, you know what? They had us in the first half. If you understand, I'm going to give you the background in a moment, that is incredible. That's an amazing thing, the way he set that up. What he was doing was setting up a meme joke in the first half of the NFC Championship game. They're getting their asses kicked. Most thought that game was over already. Not Kittle. Not only was he not concerned, not only did he not think that game was over, he was setting up a meme for after the game. And for those of you who are completely lost as to what he or I am talking about right now, a meme is basically a a viral internet joke. And quote, they had us in the first half is a viral internet joke from a 10-year-old Texas high school football interview that went like this. All right, well, at first we started slow. We started real slow. And, you know, that's all right. That's okay, because sometimes in life you're going to start slow. That's okay. We, we, we told ourselves, hey, we're going to start slow. We're going to keep going fast. We're going to start slow, but we're always, always going to finish fast. No matter what the score was, we're going to finish hard. We're going to finish fast. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us. We weren't defeated, but they had us. But it took guts. It took an attitude. That's all it takes. That's all it takes to be successful is an attitude. This kid. I mean that kid is amazing. That kid is amazing. That kid might be the only kid on the planet, well, no longer a kid, it's 10 years old, but that dude might be the only one on the planet who's got a better attitude than George Kittle. That clip, for obvious reasons, has remained relevant for a decade and yet not relevant enough. It's that awesome. Thankfully, Kittle made it even more relevant when he blasted it out to Michael Strahan and to the entire stadium and to everybody watching at home after they did finish that comeback.
1: How are you feeling? Congratulations, young man. How are you feeling? Knowing that you have the faithful here with you, you're going to have them travel with you to Vegas. Got to feel good to be knowing you're going back to another Super Bowl. That is in the first half, not going to lie. But, and here we are now. Let's go, faithful. We're back, baby!
0: Woo! That dude is so funny. I mean, he set that thing up. He set it up. He couldn't wait to say it. And I'm not really sure how many people realized exactly what he was doing or what he was getting at. I know nobody realized he spent the first half telling everybody that that's exactly what he was going to do. But that's why George Kittle is George Kittle. That's why this dude is the best. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Now, why don't we talk about, unfortunately, the opposite of George Kittle, a.k.a. the opposite of a dude who catches everything and always has an impeccable attitude. And the exact opposite of all that is Kadarius Tony, who for some reason thinks that anybody cares why he isn't on the field for the Chiefs these days. And you know what? It's not even that nobody cares. It's that everybody understands it and gets it. Everybody knows why, and nobody wants to see that dude out there ruining games for the Kansas City offense. Essentially, what I'm saying is, you know, again, the opposite of what George Kittle is and Kittle does.
1: But yeah, man, that sh- cap. I'm not hurt. None of that. Sh-. Say that. Sh-. Suck my d***, too. Oh, God. Not hurt. None of
0: that. I mean, wow. Can you believe that Andy Reid has to deal with this crap this week. After Andy pretty much went out of his way to try to save this guy's career and give him incredible opportunity after incredible opportunity, and this is how Tony repays Big Red. See by trying sh- to make this... T- this run. This amazing Casey run that's got nothing to do with him, all about him.
1: Oh, God. I heard None of that.
0: For the record, here is how Andy Reid... Address those Tony comments yesterday.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously he's been on the injury report. So, I mean, I I got that that part as that's not made up by any means, but he's been working through some things and um, he'll, uh, you know, he'll be back out there.
0: Let me try and decode that. He's been working through some things. What, you mean like lining up offsides? And ruining one of the best plays in NFL history. He's been working through some things like dropping pretty much every single ball thrown in his direction. He's been working through some things like wasting all of his talent and blowing his career. And he'll be back out there somewhere. Just not for us. Man, that s- Cap. Man, that bleep is cap. Cap. I'll say this. At least my man is on brand even if that brand is being one of the more frustrating guys in the entire league. Unlike the Ravens, who were not at all on brand in that game on Sunday. In fact, it was kind of hard to recognize the Ravens that we saw on Sunday. They didn't look anything like the Ravens we saw the entire year. And I just can't stop thinking about the way they just abandoned the run. I mean, say what you want about Lamar, and there is plenty to say about Lamar, and pretty much all of it's justified. But what the hell happened to the Ravens run game? This was the number one rushing team in the entire league this season. By a lot. And then they handed off to their number one running back for a 15-yard gain on his first carry. And then that dude did not carry it again until the second half. Gus Edwards finished with three total rushes. How? Why? The hell is that? Todd Munkin. What kind of game plan is that? The hell is that, Ravens? I know you got down, but not that far down. I still do not understand how or why they just abandoned the run. But the decision deserves almost as much heat as Lamar is getting. Notice I said almost, because Lamar does deserve the heat he's getting. They had Lamar. In the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us in the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had Lamar in the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us in the first half. I'm not going to lie. You know what the problem is? They had him in the second half, too. And then the the entire team went right into the tank, losing their best opportunity ever. And they do not have a single excuse. They've got nobody to blame but themselves. Oh, and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes? Because it's still Mahomes Planet. Mahomes? And Lamar. And Josh and Joe, and all the other alphas are just living in that planet, on that planet. Mahomes is still him. Mahomes Mahomes is still it. And they're still the ones to beat. But not according to the odds makers. I've been watching that number. It's moved around a little bit. Niners are still favored in the Super Bowl. Damn. Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. I will be there all next week. Not on the road, but I will be there. All right, so I want your reaction. I set that up intentionally with kind of a Tuesday whip around. In case you were unable to get through yesterday and there were some updates to it, I wanted to reset what happened over the weekend. So if you want, hit me up right now. one 636 8686 In addition, Detroit. I'm curious how you're feeling now, 48 hours out. I have an entire take for you. It's not part of the whip. You didn't make the whip because you get your own take. I want to talk NBA. I love the young teams at the top of the West. And I love them blaming the ref show for what's going on. I may go off the board altogether because, well, why does anybody do anything? Because I can. And I don't like what I see happening in a part of Texas where the DQ is getting a bad rap. Some meth heads trying to move meth out of a DQ and they're calling it, the authorities are calling it, wait for it, Operation Blizzard. Do not jerk with the ultimate sweet treat, the Blizzard. What I do not want to do is go to a DQ which I'm apt to do, especially in the summertime, order up a blizzard, ask for those sweet little Reese's treats in it, only to find chunks of meth. Not having that. You meth heads. Man, there are so many fast food restaurants or restaurants of that ilk that are ass. Do not bring your meth around blizzards not having that checking my reaction quickly dear Mr. Rome is it me or does the entire country still want to say that Brock Purdy is a B team level system quarterback no he does not have the best arm no he does not have the most agility no 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 no. no. but the dude gets it done we all watch Tom Brady become the goat without the skills the most have. Like Brady, Purdy rolls with his head, his heart and his moxie. Donovan and Wisco wore Jerry Jones Crocodile tears when Frisco wins it all. I'm not comparing Brock Purdy to Tom Brady. I'm not comparing Brock Purdy to Joe Montana. I'm just saying, man, get off this guy's back. The guy's a winner. The guy makes plays. The guy gets it done. And when did, quote, game manager become such a pejorative? That's the job of a quarterback, right? Yes, yes. You need to make plays. You need to pull things out of your backside. You need to do things that you're not supposed to do. But at the same time, you have to make every play that you're supposed to make. You're supposed to find the open man. You're supposed to take advantage of the weapons around you. You are supposed to win. You're supposed to have intangibles. You're supposed to have grit. You're supposed to bounce back from adversity. He does all these things. Why is everybody looking at where this guy was drafted, what this guy looks like, his alleged non-arm talent, and saying, hey, man, anybody can do that. Look at him. No, look at the scoreboard. Look at the way his teammates react to him. Look at the way the guy plays. I, I don't get it at all, except that a lot of people have nothing better to do. Like I said, nobody would ever, ever, ever say this guy has Lamar's athletic ability. Nobody would ever, ever say this guy's got Josh Allen's athletic ability. Who's at home and who's still playing? And don't act like Brock Purdy has nothing to do with the fact that he's still playing. Niner Joe, 415. Bro is stuck in the 80s. Like every Niner fan is a hippie stoner or pretentious p, You have no idea what Bay Area culture is about. That's what I mean, Frisco, hey, fan. Frisco fan. For crying out loud, dude, chill out. Go rip on a spliff.
1: Hey, Frisco fan.
0: Go drink a, uh, you know, uh, just go drink it and relax. Hey, Frisco fan. Come on, man. Lighten up. You're making my point for me. You're making my point for me. Have much of a sense of humor, Frisco fan. And by the way, dude, I got nothing but praise for your team. And I have pretty much every day for the last, I don't know, eight years. See what I mean, Frisco fan? You're very, very sensitive and butthurt. Frisco fan, you're uptight. For somebody so chill, you're uptight. Listen to dude. Hey, Frisco fan, how do you know I'm even talking about all of you? I'm not. I'm not. Hey, Frisco fan, ready for this? Some of my best friends are Frisco fan. Yeah, I said it. Frisco fam or fan. I got fam in Frisco. Why do you take the bait every time, Frisco fan? The and Frisco the fan Panic. don't act like you don't hate all of LA. I don't Panic. hate any of you Frisco the Giants fan. Win
1: the, the Giants win the pennant. Like that guy. The Giants win the pennant.
0: Hey Jim, with all due respect, the- Frisco fan's team is still coached by Shanny Jr. Until proven otherwise, Shanny Jr is nothing more than a glorified wannabe A-lister and a confirmed choke artist. On february eleventh, twenty twenty four, Shanny Jr. will take another gigantic dump in his pants for the entire world to see. Adam in Tampa. Hey, there's no doubt. It's a really, really big game for Shanny Jr. It is. He needs it. He needs it. He absolutely needs it. Great coach. Great legacy. Great tree. He needs it. He's got to win this game. Has to. Has to. Or he's going to be hearing about it. You know, like that. And Mike D from three writes: Those comments must have had Andy Reid screaming, "Tony, Tony, Tone." Yeah. War 90s RB at Jim Rome. Except it didn't feel good.
1: But
0: then again, it felt good since they sat him down and then they took off. They sat him down, then all the other wide receivers started to hold on to the ball. Have you noticed that since they stopped letting this guy lose games? They've barely lost games. Yeah, because Andy Reid, look, he's seen everything. He's done everything. He's dealt with Prima, Donna, Diva wide receivers before. He's got this. But I can't imagine this is something he wants to deal with right about now. It does feel good, doesn't it? All right, when we come back. I mentioned back back interviews. I've got Grant Hill at 940. I've got Juwan Taylor at the top of our number two. If you want to look ahead to Super Bowl 58, who you got? How do you think that plays out? What do you think that comes down to? Would you go against Patrick Mahomes again? I've done it, and I've been burned, and I can't believe it. Would I really do it again? Maybe. Maybe. I've not made my pick yet. Meantime, gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up and you are stuck. If you are stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you may be stuck in, but maybe you're not. Maybe there are options to get rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group has been helping families out of terrible timeshares for over one decade now and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of these bad timeshares. They might be able to help you as well to get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and what your options are for cancellation. Simply call Wesley right now for a free timeshare exit kit. Call 800-462-3333, 800-462-3333, 800-462-3333. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. All right, so here's a pretty fascinating note. Tom pelissero has got this on the X. The hashtag Steelers are expected to hire former Falcons coach Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator per sources. Smith had a top-run game as Titans OC before heading to Atlanta three years ago. Now he'll be coaching Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, and company in Pittsburgh. So That's the good news. We know they can run the football. First of all, I love the hire. If, in fact, that's going to be a hire, I love that hire. That's really interesting. Really intriguing. That's the good news. The bad news for my man Art is he's got the same situation or a similar situation to what he had in the ATL. He still needs a quarterback. Who is their quarterback? You know, Art Rooney was talking about we've had enough. I'm paraphrasing now. He was saying yesterday we've had enough. Now we need wins. Now we need wins. You're right, Art. We know. Believe me. Steeler fan knows. Steeler fan has been letting me know this every single day for weeks now. I know you need wins, but how are you going to get them? Like, I love the addition if, in fact, it's going to be final. But the guy still needs a quarterback. Every great offense coordinator needs a quarterback. Every team needs a quarterback. Where are you going to get your quarterback, Pittsburgh? That's been the issue. But I do like that hire. I think that's really interesting. Hey, Philadelphia, let me ask you something. You get Kellen Moore, which is interesting. But is it as interesting as Pittsburgh getting Arthur Smith? I know, personally, I just think Arthur Smith is one of the most interesting guys in the NFL. I love the guy. I personally believe. I think that's great for Pittsburgh. I think that's great for Pittsburgh. I think that's good for him, probably, other than that whole quarterback thing. And if he can win there, if he can win there, With that situation, he's going to put himself right back in line for another head coaching job. Or they've got to get him a quarterback. If he can win with, quote, tiny hands, then his stock is going to go right through the roof. Tiny hands. I know this. This much I do know. I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen, but this much I do know. It is an enormous upgrade over Nova Scotia. I like that. So, in my opinion, great for the Steelers. Good for him. And maybe potentially very good for him. Check this guy out. Hey, Jim, I'm a 49ers fan, born and raised, and was eerily calm at the start of the second half. I re-watched it again last night, and Dan Campbell deserves every bit of opprobrium that he's getting plastered with. He made at least three egregious coaching decisions that are real head-scratchers. Son, Mike and Snowbird. Opprobrium? Opprobrium. Dude, Brian Weber is reaching for his dictionary over opprobrium. Come on, Mike. Opprobrium. And it's over just that quickly. Dino in Vegas is in because we are going to Vegas. He writes, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, no, my bad. This is CU Buffs. Quote, (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah, my bad. I can't Eh. wait. Hardly wait.
1: Hardly wait.
0: I can't wait.
1: I can't wait.
0: For Jim to come to Vegas hardly wait where's he gonna be for the smack up gonna find him and say hello regards dino in vegas my bad hardly wait dino actually did send something hey rome just a heads up check the forecast next week before you start making outdoor plans most people don't realize it rains and gets cold here. Four days of rain and a few lows in the 30s. Bring a parka and an umbrella, Cali folk. Chiefs fans got the blubber built in. Dino in Vegas. Hey, Dino, great advice. Thanks for telling me to check the weather next week. I would have never thought to do so. I mean, this is my first time. I will be in Vegas. I will not be on the row. We will be someplace else. I am well aware of the temps and the forecast. I have been tracking it. All right, when we come back, I'm going to go back-to-back. If you're on hold, stay there. Grant Hill, coming up next. Juwan Taylor, top of the hour. If you want to react to anything that happened over the weekend, now is the time to do so. If you want to look ahead to Super Bowl 58, you can do that, too. Before I... Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Right now, I'm efforting Grant Hill. In the meantime, I'm going to read this. And Ryan Cathy, 12, writes, Rough start for the clones. Right on time. Jim, it would also be opprobrium to be sure to check in to your flight don't forget your photo ID and don't forget your toothbrush. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you very much. Nice try, but it's opprobrium. It means criticism. It's not a substitute for apropos. Don't hurt yourself, bro. Hey, Rome, I think the Steelers should trade for Justin Fields or maybe take a shot at Kirk C for a year. Justin in Albany. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But let me address Steeler Fan for a minute because apparently Steeler Fan is not happy with this either. Steeler Fan, when was the last time you were happy? Now you don't want Arthur Smith. Let me help you with why I think this is good. Why I think it's great for Pittsburgh and why I think it's good for Arthur. Stop for a minute And think about what he did, not with the ATL, but with Tennessee. Think about what he did as Tennessee's offense coordinator. Think about what he did for Ryan Tannehill. Think about what he did for Tannehill's career numbers. Look at what Tannehill did when he was with Arthur Smith. And then look what happened to Tannehill when Arthur was no longer there. When Arthur was there, Tannehill was completely reborn and rejuvenated. He had 55 touchdowns and only 13 INTs. When Arthur was there, Tannehill led the NFL in yards per pass attempt in his first season. All right, I'm going to finish that thought in a minute. Consider that Steeler fan before you get all bent out of shape. All right, as promised, we're joined right now by the Managing Director of the USA Men's Basketball National Team. He is a member of the Basketball Hall of Fame. He played 19 years in the NBA, a seven-time All-Star, an Olympic gold medalist. He is the co-owner of the Atlanta Hawks. He's a college basketball analyst for CBS Sports and Turner Sports. Of course, I'm talking about the great Grant Hill. Grant, as always, it is awesome to have you on the program and great to visit with you. Grant, how are you?
1: Hey, Jim. I'm doing great. And uh, as always, it's a, it's a pleasure to join you and in, uh, in your show.
0: Now, I appreciate that, Grant, so much. So when you and I last spoke, it was August, and you were getting ready for the Basketball World Cup. The U.S. ultimately finished in fourth place. Looking back, Grant, what were your biggest takeaways from that tournament?
1: Yeah. No, it was uh, an incredible run. We were together as a group for six weeks. Um, I thought Our guys were were absolutely unbelievable. They did everything that was asked of them. They they bought in. They practiced hard. Uh, It was not an easy undertaking by any stretch of the imagination. And we came up short. And there's a lot of reasons, but no excuses. Uh, I accept, you know, responsibility for that. Um, I think for me to go through it, you know, in person uh, this last year, the FIBA game. It's an incredible game. It's a very different game than our NBA game. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we, we um, at times struggled with, uh, with some of the opponents and the style of play. Uh, but I think all of those guys who were on the team last summer who, for all of them, it was their first time being a member of the men's national team. Uh, I think it served them well. I think they learned and grew from the experience. And uh, hypothetically speaking, if we took that same group and uh, they had an opportunity to go back again, I think they would fare better and do better from that experience. But, you know, it's different. I mean, it's difficult in the sense that the rest of the world, um, I think, really values the World Cup. Uh, I think of the influence of soccer, and the soccer World Cup might be greater and more significant than the olympics in soccer and so uh those guys you know international players wanted to play and you know our guys it it took some convincing (laughs) to get some guys to play whereas now everyone you know wants to play in the olympics and um so anyway a lot of observations a great learning process for me Uh, i think overall uh disappointed but A great experience for for all of us. Grant
0: Hill joining us. Grant, I was going to go there next and ask you about the Olympic Games because USA Basketball recently announced its player pool of 41 athletes who are in contention to be a part of the 12-member team that will represent the U.S. in the games in Paris. How gratifying is it for you to see stars like LeBron, Steph, KD, and Joel Embiid all want to play and represent the U.S. in those games?
1: You know it's it's incredible, Jim, and I, I think it speaks to uh, the legacy uh, of of USA Basketball. I think in terms of how meaningful it was for a lot of those guys, particularly players who who put equity into the program, guys who've been a part of teams in year past, years past, and wanting to to be a part of it now, going forward. Uh, I, I was overwhelmed with um, with that and certainly excited. And, uh, we have a a very, very talented pool. Uh, we have guys who, who are legacy players, guys who are maybe on the downside of incredible, iconic hall of fame careers. Uh, we have guys who are sort of in the prime right now. And then we have guys who are up and coming and are, are finding their way Are young players, all stars. So we have a great pool to, to, to choose from. And, um, you know, sadly, there'll be some, some really good players that, that won't get picked. But ultimately, the job is to, to, to win and to put together a team that gives us the best opportunity to win. And thankfully, um, the fact that we have so many wonderful players that want to be a part of it. I, I do think it being in Paris may play a role too. But I, I think it's the the just how significant, how meaningful – um, and how important this experience is for guys, um, that's something that we at USA Basketball are really grateful for. And uh, we know um, we, uh, we we don't take their um, willingness to be a part of this. We don't take that lightly. We're very grateful for that.
0: So, Grant, what about you? Like, there's nothing in the game that you have not accomplished. What does your gold medal represent to you?
1: Yeah, hey, that's a great question. I haven't been asked that question. Um, you know, I think... I think, one, um, the ability to still compete. And, you know, that's a thing that all former athletes miss. You know, you can work in the business world, which I do, and I I like to say that in business it's like sawing wood. You know, results happen over time. The beauty of sport is that results are immediate. And we'll know. We'll know uh, August 10th. do Do we get the result we wanted? And, um, and so I'm not good at golf, Jim, and I can't do anything else. Um, but, no, I mean, I think, look, I, I, I was a part of USA basketball many years ago. won a gold medal, played in the Pan-American Games. The opportunity to be a part of this historic program in, in its 50th year, uh, to represent your country, to wear that USA, um, it's a service. You know, it's a service, it's an honor, and uh, it's something that, you know, I, I'm just grateful that they've entrusted me with this leadership role. And so if we can win gold this summer, uh, even with the great players we have, look, as great as we are, we're going to have to play. You know, we're going to have to come out. We're going to have to compete. We're going to have to play. They're going to be hard moments. This is not 1992, with all due respect to that team. So uh, I'm fully aware of that. The guys are fully aware of that. The guys have embraced that. I've embraced it. Um, and it's just an honor. It's an honor to be a part of it as a player or as a managing director.
0: Grant, go back to golf for a minute. Like, I understand that golf is the great equalizer. That's why all athletes love it. But when you say you're not good at golf, you don't have time for golf or you're not good at golf?
1: All of the above. (laughs) I got you. No, I mean, I'm okay. I'm decent. Um, It does require a great deal of time. Um, but it's really one of the few things now, physically, because of all you know my injuries and whatnot, that I can actually compete. And the fact that it is the great equalizer, the fact that you cannot perfect it, is the very the very thing about it that you love. Uh, I love the grind. I love working on my game. It, it reminds me of like being in the gym, you know. And so I, I think I love the grind part, like the working on it, more than I actually like playing. <laughs> but but, um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 I love the game of basketball. Jim, it's been so good to me. And when I think back to when I was a kid and I first fell in love with the game, I never dreamed that I would do what I've done, even with the, the, the setbacks and, the, and the, you know, the injuries and all of that. Um, what, what I've been fortunate to experience far exceeded what I ever thought was possible. And, and so for me, uh, to be able to pay it forward, to be able to, to serve in this role, to be able to have this responsibility, uh, is something that it's, 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 it's a way to say thank you. It's a way to continue to compete. It's a way to serve my country, to serve this program. And, uh, I'm just, like I said, really, really honored, really, really excited and really looking forward to this summer.
0: Same. Can't wait. Grant has been an amazing basketball life. It continues to be so. He is the managing director of the USA Men's Basketball National Team, and this summer you've got the Olympic Games in Paris. Grant, always good to visit with you. I appreciate the time so much, and I'll look forward to doing it again soon. Thanks so much, Grant. All right.
1: Thank you, Jim.
0: I appreciate you. Appreciate you very much. Legend, Grant Hill. All class. All class. A member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, 19 years in the NBA, seven-time All-Star, Olympic gold medalist, co-owner of the Ox, and also the managing director of the national team. <laughs> Is that any good? Is that resume any good? All right, so when we come back, we will start hour number two. We're going to go back-to-back, as I mentioned. So we're going to talk some Chiefs football. Jawan Taylor, offensive lineman for the Chiefs, will be joining us next, and then we are wide open the rest of the way. So if you want to get yourself in the rotation, go ahead and do it. one 800 That's our number one in the can. Second hour straight ahead. Do not go anywhere.